Your goal is to create happy customers who then create other happy customers. Go! Congratulations! Here's what I've learned. The best of the best have got the problem. selling, going, going. Gone, so congratulations. Let's have a look at the facts. Watch your goal for the next six months. I just want to talk about this principle. You know, is life fair? Do you get what you deserve? Or do you think that there is an element of luck in life and that, you know, it can change the direction of your life? So here's my view. I believe that as a person, I did not deserve to have any more fortune than a disabled girl that has been born in Ethiopia. I believe that it is absolute fortune. I believe I've won the birth lottery. And I believe that more people in countries that have no war, that have no poverty, that have golden opportunities, need to remind themselves that they have won the birth lottery. Not only, not only were you lucky being born, because the chances of being born is like one in 400 trillion. But what happens when you're born in a country like Australia, New Zealand, you know, England, you know, the USA, you know, um, or, or, or most countries in the world? What gave you the right? What gave you the right to have a better life than someone that was born in a war-torn country like Syria, and you're a, you know you're born into bombs, you're born into poverty, you're born into no opportunity. So I think this concept about the world is fair is not quite right. I believe a better principle is to say I will deal the cards I'm dealt right some people get better cards in life some people get worse cards in life some people are given a golden opportunity with parents that give them all the best in education in affluence and they take advantage of it and they build on it yet other people are given the same thing and they squander it and become you know um, addicted to substances and they lose the family fortune. I think some people go to a private school, they capitalize on the opportunity and they do exceptionally well and other people go to a private school and they get eaten alive by someone who went to a public school that had the hunger and I've always said hustle beats talent when talent won't hustle and what happens is that the person that wanted it badly wins. So. Do I believe that luck plays an element in life 100%? Do I believe that you can actually influence the direction of your life no matter what cards you're dealt 100%? Hello and mole, hello to everyone. So guys and girls, I wanna introduce you to my first principle I'm gonna talk about on this Sunday night rant. And principle number one I wanna to talk to you about is that of BATNA. BATNA stands for best alternative to a negotiated agreement. I'm gonna repeat it, BATNA, B-A-T-N-A. -A. What does it stand for? Best alternative to a negotiated agreement. What does this mean? It means that when you're dealing with someone, what you wanna do is pre-frame them and nudge them into a position 
where you say, look, in addition to what you'd like, I'd like you to set up what I call a fallback position, which is the best alternative to a negotiated agreement. I use this often in auctions. I'll sit there just before an auction with a vendor and the vendor will say to me, Tom, I really want this. And I'll say, okay, I get it. I'll say, what I want to do is talk to you about BATNA. And BATNA is that if you don't get that, what I want you to do is just ponder a little bit. If you don't get that, what would your next best alternative be? And what it does, it helps me get even a lower reserve expectation of the vendor when I position it that way. So I won't fight them and say, hey, you want too much? I'll say, I get it. What I'd like you to do is to reflect on best alternative to that, right? Guys and girls, the reason I like BATNA is it also helps me in my own life when if I can't get a deal go my way, I say to myself, what's the best alternative to a negotiated agreement? It helps me get creative and think of other ways that I can still win out of the deal even if I don't get the actual terms that I want. I would do that. The issue that I'd move on and wanna to talk to you about, so that's principle number one of today's Sunday Night Rant. I'd love you to learn BATNA. I also wanna to talk to you about this concept called Money Dials, and there's a great book called I Will Make You Rich by Remit. Can't remember his surname, but if you Google it, I Will Make You Rich by Submit. By, sorry, I will make you rich by remit. And he talks about a principle called money dials. Now money dials are interesting because money dials are things in your life that you don't care spending money on. And in fact, it exhilarates you when you spend money on this. It actually is something that you say, I will not compromise on this. I, I don't care, it's a non-negotiable. I will not be a scab with money on this. And I wanna to touch on this, I wanna to touch on this. So let me tell you for me, my money dials are the following. I pay big for convenience. So Susan has just put the big, I will teach you to be rich by Remit Sefi. I pay unlimited price on convenience. To me, convenience matters and that's why i'm an excessive user of uber i don't want to be fucking around looking for parking even if it's a short trip that i can hop into my car right so 100 percent, i will tell you that anything to do with convenience i will actually pay and 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 that potentially means also anything to do with travel and accommodation accommodation I will pay incredible money for convenience, but I will not pay for all the luxury. Don't care about that. Give me air conditioning, give me some good Wi-Fi, but I will pay big money for convenience. I'll give you another example. I've never, a money dial, for some people, money dials, money dials, Susan's put the question, what do you love to spend money on? And I love to spend money on convenience. I've never ever been one that had been a money doll person on a car. Never ever been it. But you know what? I got into a Tesla. 
and I thought to myself, how convenient is it? You've got your aircon on and you're not worried about the battery being drained. You can actually work in your car and your car's become another office. The air conditioning can stay on. You've got a massive screen on there. It has got Wi-Fi integrated into the car. And I pay for that. That's why I bought a Tesla. Not because I'm a lover of car, but I'm a lover of convenience. I'll tell you what I'm not a money doll person on. I'm not a money doll person on clothes. I'm not a money doll person on clothes. And I know there are certain people who would say that they would love and they would spend 10x and it excites them to go off and buy labeled brands. Or some people are money dials on restaurants. I don't care, they'll say, I will spend anything. That is the thing that excites me the most. I'll spend 10x on restaurants. I'm not a, I'm not a money dial person on restaurants. I'm not a money dial person on restaurants. I'm a money dial person on education. This is where, if I see a book, I will never look at the price of the book. If I see a course, I will never look at the price of the course because I have a belief in my head that education is extremely useful and no price, no price is gonna stop me from getting education, right? So for me, education, self-development, courses, seminars, books, you know, the hand that picks up a book is never the same hand that puts it back down. So I believe that there can be a paragraph in a Kindle book that will change my life. I believe that there's an audible book that I'll listen to today on the beach that could actually change the course and direction of 2019, 2020 in me. So I will never compromise on pressing that click and buy button on anything to do with personal development. So we've talked about BATNA, we've talked about money dials. And why do I want to talk to you about money dials? Because I will say to you, what you want to do is start doubling up, tripling up, quadrupling up on the stuff that you love and start being more frugal on stuff that doesn't excite you. Because I actually think that a lot of times people spend money on things that they don't want to impress people that they don't give a fuck about. I really do. I think that what actually happens is they go off and they spend money impressing people because they want a good external life, but the price they pay is a bad internal life. All I'm saying is go off and spend big on the stuff that make you dance on the inside. Yasu Khan from Bar Italia, I know you're in Italy probably studying what the Italians are doing in coffee so you can come back and plagiarize it. So that's a bit of education. I want to talk on unforced errors. And um, I'm reading a great book at the moment. By the way, guys and girls, you know, when I return to Australia next week, I'm letting you know I have been working on myself spiritually, mentally, physically. I have been working really, really hard. And what you're going to see those in the real estate gym, you're gonna see an amount and quality and quantity of content that you've never seen before. I've been working hard six hours a day on writing, six hours a day producing content. So when I come back there, I'm sitting there with Susan and we can deliver that content to our gym members. And one of the concepts you know, I've come across is this concept of unforced errors and Gabriel, Weinberg talks about it. He's a extraordinary thought leader. He's uh, the owner of uh, um, 
I think it's called Go Get. Go. I can't remember the name, but it is a search engine that competes against Google. And um, he's written a fantastic book called Super Thinking. Um, and uh, hey, Gavin, good to see you, mate. Love you, by the way, brother. You're an incredible operator in Canberra. Met you at the Dr. Fred group that I was running with Dr. Fred. Good to see you there. Unforced errors. This is a principle that is mainly talked about in sport and predominantly in tennis, where they talk about how many unforced errors, you know, Roger Federer had or Nadal or, you know, any tennis player that's been playing. And um, it's an interesting concept because in business, there are what I call unforced errors. These are bad decisions that you make. These are decisions that aren't caused by another person. The, so an unforced error in tennis is caused because someone hits an incredible shot and it's not done because of that, right? It's not because of your component. Gabriel Weinberg, the big book of mental models, super thinking, thank you, Susan. You're an incredible resource, Susan. As I'm there talking away, Susan goes in and quickly you know, references uh, the book or the article that you need to read. So unforced errors in tennis happen not because the other player makes you make an error, it's because you actually made an error yourself and it was not created by an external factor. And in real estate and in business, I see a lot of people screw up, myself included, due to this concept of unforced errors. We make a bad decision. Our timing is bad. We make a bad choice. And what I thought I would do is I would just run through some unforced errors that actually happen in real estate, particularly in the listing stage, when you go to list a property. Let me go through, let me go through. One example of an unforced error is that when they call you to get an appraisal, that you don't sit there and ask the proper qualifying questions on the phone to actually start building rapport and finding out their problem and pain points. Finding out, have they ever sold a property before? Finding out roughly what they're looking for. Finding out who the decision makers are. Finding out the timing. Finding out why they called you in the first place, right? So what you do is you you know, get complacent and complacency creeps into your business, right? And what actually happens is you don't go through this process of pre-qualifying questions. Those, those of you in the real estate gym, go into pre-list, Google pre-list on the search engine. Sorry, don't Google, search pre-list and look at the video and the questions I have. So pre-list. Then you've got what I call, you don't have a structured bullet point script to go through your listing presentation. So you don't sit there and say, Mr. and Mrs. Vendor, most of the vendors that I go visit tell me they want me to cover the following. What the market's doing, price, timing, method of sale, what marketing works best and why, what our commission is, why me and why my company. They don't have a bullet point structured listing presentation. Then what they don't have, and this is an unforced error, is they say, I'm gonna come back to you with you know a proposal. You need to get proposals back the same fucking day, right? You need to get them back the same day. So guys and girls, there's examples of unforced errors that happen in real estate. What else are you doing that are unforced errors? You know, Are you, for instance, here's an example of an unforced error with me. Unforced error with me is very simple. 
if I don't go to bed early, it creates me to wake up later, not be part of the 5am club, not work out, not work out, not have a to-do list, and basically lose two to three hours. And I've got to tell you, for me, guys and girls, what you want to do is you need to have a day by design, not a day by accident, and that day begins the night before. So an unforced error is sitting there on the fucking sofa, getting caught up on an iPad, sitting around, surfing on the net, you know, flicking around on Netflix. Next thing you know, before you know it, you're hovering around at 11.30, 12 o'clock, you know, surfing on social media. And before you know it, you can't wake up at five o'clock because you need seven hours of sleep. So that means that you're gonna wake up at seven o'clock. So guys and girls, I'm telling you straight, listen to me very carefully. Stop worrying about your competitors. Stay in your own lane and start reducing unforced errors by making better quality decisions because with better decisions you'll take better actions and with better actions you'll get better results the last principle i'm going to talk to you before i finish off this sunday night rant is this and that is the law of timing and the law of timing says that as human beings we are influenced by the latest contact we have on a particular subject or decision example I knew when I was an executive, now I hope no one at News Corp is listening to this, but I knew when I was an executive at News Corp that one month before my work yearly review and my salary review, I would go fucking full on. I would be in there earlier than ever, I would be leaving later than ever, and I would be in front of my reporting executive's face all the time, adding value. Why? because that person remembers the last month before my review and not the 11 months before the last month. Does that make sense? So Susan that's watching this video is probably taking notes down now and thinking, that's a great idea. That's a great idea. Guys and girls, we are humans. What we remember is not the full 12 months. We remember the most recent period. And what I'm gonna to say to you is, how do you use this principle in business? It's very simple. What you've gotta do is when you're chasing a listing, what you, like for instance, expired listings. Let's assume it's another agent's expired listing. What you've gotta do is you've gotta make sure that from day 60 to day 90, you are in their face all the time because they're making a decision based on that. If you've got a listing that you're chasing in your database that you looked at two years ago and they're coming on the market in the next three weeks, you may have done everything fucking right for a year and a half with these people, but I'm saying to you, they are going to judge you on the most recent experience. So what you've got to be doing, what are you got to be doing is making sure is that in that last two to three weeks before they come on the market, you are being a value added provider, showing more, doing more, giving more. You've gotta be doing it more than ever. So this timing principle, which I basically call the last minute principle, and that is people will remember just the most recent interactions with you just before they're making a crucial decision. So guys and girls, please understand that these things happen. There's so many laws I could talk to. I mean, I can talk to you about confirmation bias. Confirmation bias is basically saying that 
when you have a belief in your head, everything you do, even searching on Google, you're doing is validating that belief that you have, right? Even Google results now are working on confirmation bias. Google results now, this is another law, I'm not gonna to touch too much about it today, but you need to know that confirmation bias is, if you have a belief, you pretty much subconsciously are going around always looking for verification of that belief being right because it causes you no stress to know that you don't have the wrong belief. And now Google search results have actually learned how your brain works, artificial intelligence, to be able to always be giving you the search results that you actually want to see. Anyway, guys and girls, I wanna thank you so much, and I wanna leave you on this concept, and that is, what's the money dial that you need to reevaluate in your life that you need to 10X? It fucking excites you. Why? Because I think if you start focusing your energy, where your focus goes, your energy goes, right? What will actually happen is that you'll end up wanting to make more money because you've got a reason to make more money because that reason excites you on the inside. That's the damn secret to find something that makes you be so pumped. Hey Shane, hope you're enjoying Italy. Anyway, Sanjay, really looking forward to Sanjay next year. I'm sure you're going to run that event. It was a fucking super event. I reckon that's become the premier event in the UK now. That last event fucking hit it off the radar screen. Guys and girls, on that note, I'm going to sign off and I'm going to ask you to, you know, think about money dials. Do me a favor. Press the share button. It's down the bottom on the left. Press the share. Guys and girls, I'm not watching the cricket, but thank you so much. Black Caps, 56 for one. Guys and girls, never ever forget. Time is the most crucial commodity you have. Think about it. Money comes and goes. But this moment you have, guys and girls, you'll never have again. You're closer to dying this moment than what you were an hour ago. So what does that mean? Live and act as if the end is coming near. And if you get to live another 40, 50 years, you're playing big. And what I'm all about, guys and girls, is making sure that you don't live a life of regret. On your last day, when you're fucking finishing off, I don't want you to be thinking, saying fucking Panos was right. I should have taken that risk. I should have done that. I should have gone there. I should have went out with her. I should have asked that person out. I should have actually spent more time with my mum and dad. Sanjay, thank you so much, guys and girls, signing off here. Thanks for tuning in, guys and girls. You can join me on Facebook for the live Sunday night rant every week at 8.30 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. And if you're in real estate, just Google Tom Panos and you'll find a heap of resources and interviews where million-dollar agents share their strategies. See you next week. Let's have a look at the facts. Watch your goals for the next